Okay, move out. You're listening to the Valor Podcast with Nick Lehman, a show highlighting the people who defend the United States of America and those who support them. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello and welcome to the Valor Podcast. This podcast, we're going to fight in the shade. You'll get that reference if you are a 300 fan. First, I want to thank our show sponsor, Booyah Media. They helped us with our website and online support. You can see their work at booyahmedia.com. That is booyahmedia.com. A warrior can come in many forms. For a long time, I thought people who served as first responders and even in the military were warriors. But as time grew, I met many warriors who were everyday people. I am joined on the Valor Podcast with guest Greg, with guest Greg Amundsen, a man who has served in state and federal law enforcement capacities with special units. He has also served in the U.S. Army as a military police captain. He is currently a fitness instructor and best-selling author. I am pumped to talk with this this warrior, Greg. It's an honor to have you on the uh, Valor Podcast. Well, thank you, brother. It is an honor to be on the show with you. I appreciate you asking me to come on today. Heck yeah! So, so let's let's just kick it off. What is a what is a warrior to you? <laughs> uh, that's the question of all questions. You know, I think that question has been answered differently during different phases of my life. And for a long time, I associated a warrior with what a warrior did. So I was pursuing the external fulfillment of the discipline of warriorship, which took on the quality of protect and serve, whether it was in the military or in law enforcement. So to me, a warrior was someone that was carrying a weapon and wearing a uniform. And then something really remarkable happened. I was talking to my dad about my career and about how much I was enjoying the profession of arms. And he said, you know, Greg, a warrior is someone who does a lot more than just carry a weapon and wear a uniform. A true warrior is someone that can speak a language of positive expectancy. So my dad was the first person that really inspired me to realize that a warrior has a lot more to do with the heart and the mind than with the physical body or the physical expression of a profession. <laughs> so that's a bit of a long-winded answer to your question, brother. But right now, the way I answer the question succinctly is a warrior is someone who is a vessel of service. So that's something that I think all those who pursue the path of the warrior would agree is there is a quality to the warrior of service. Heck yeah, and and I mean look at look at the, how our country was founded. It was founded by people that were warriors. They you know said, "Hey, we're we're repelling rebelling against the, the the United Kingdom. We're coming and starting our own thing." And uh you know, they were doctors, lawyers, woodsmith, blacksmith. I mean, there was a whole uh, you know mesh of uh, of warriors within that mix that decided to start the United States. Indeed. Yeah, warriors are found currently in every profession, in every walk of life. And in many respects, every time someone is at a crossroads in their mind 
between thinking negatively or thinking positively, they're engaging in warriorship. The warrior chooses in that confrontation. Granted, the confrontation is in the mind. The warrior still still needs to preside and dominate on the front of positivity. Oh, yeah. I mean, the... the you get a group of people around you know, there's that saying that, you know, if you want to be broke, you hang around broke people. You want to be rich, you, you, you know, talk positive and encouraging things to each other. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, with your, with your military and law enforcement career, I mean, those, those are some noble uh, places that you've been that you, you know, you look to your left, right and front and back and you see men and and women that, that are like, I I got you. I'm going to, I'm going to fight with you. What's that like? Well, I think there's this beautiful Bible verse that might be able to speak to that succinctly. It says in the Bible, as iron sharpens iron, so one man or woman sharpens another. And that's the beauty of being in a profession or in a like-minded setting or environment where other people are also resonating with the warrior spirit and are choosing to walk the path of a warrior, because ultimately you sharpen each other, temper each other, you forge each other, you help each other be the best version of yourself in any given moment. Indeed. And, and where, how can people develop these skills? And, and, you know, I mean, there's not really a book, there's not really a, a manual. It's got, you know, I know people write about it and everything, but uh, you know, how, how can somebody, well, I think, yeah, I think one of the best ways to really hone and forge the warrior spirit is with mentorship. And that is part of the warrior tradition. A warrior isn't necessarily just born. (laughs) You know, a warrior is forged. A warrior is groomed. A warrior is tempered. There's this great quote from a book I recommend in the context of learning the warrior spirit called One Bullet Away. And in the book, the author is describing a scene from his officer candidate school, which was in the Marine Corps. And the slogan from the school was that one man is as much the same as another, and he that is forged in the toughest school will prevail. So there's something about embarking upon some rite of passage or vision quest or warrior quest that really does bring people face-to-face with their fears and help them to overcome whatever those fears may be. And that's part of the process of sharpening and forging that spirit. Yeah, that book, that book was written by uh, Lieutenant Nathaniel Fick, and it was kind of the, the mirror to uh, that series, Generation Kill, that was a Rolling Stone article and even a book and and then a, a miniseries on HBO. I, I love both books. They, they brought both... Uh, uh, sides of the story to to warriors. Outstanding, yeah, that's cool, brother. I, I refer that book often to my friends and associates. It's a great book on leadership and developing the warrior spirit. Yeah, heck yeah, it's a, it's a good one. And uh, you know, in your time in in service and even in in law enforcement, I mean, you're facing danger every day. There's there's not a time where you say, well, I can't do it today. How how do you translate that to a civilian and, and even in life? Well, what I'm, what I'm discovering now more and more in teaching, in, in lectures, and in my books is that we're all 
very unified in the space between our ears. <laughs> so we're all essentially fighting the same battles. And the tendency of the mind is to wait for the conditions to be right or the thought process to be right before engaging. When in fact, what the warrior does is they create the right conditions in their environment by nurturing the right thoughts in their mind. Yeah, definitely. And, and what, uh, what are some things that, that, uh, you saw in your, your law enforcement days and everything like that, that, you know, prepared you for being a warrior? Well, oftentimes the preparation took place before the operation began. So for example, if I was working as a deputy sheriff or when I was serving as an agent with the DEA, once I was on duty, the expectation was that I was ready. In a moment's notice, I was ready. Therefore, in order to be ready, the training and the preparation needed to precede the moment that I went in service. So oftentimes, the preparatory training took on the form of a CrossFit workout or yoga practice or Bible study or all of the above, trying to integrate those mind-body-spirit practices together holistically and so that the moment that I hit the street and I was in service, I was prepared at all the levels of preparation, mind, body, spirit, to really authentically serve my community. That's awesome, and uh, I like I like this this mantra. I mean, I've I've adopted since we we connected on uh, all the the social medias and emails and phone calls. But uh, you know, ninety five year old grandma could be a warrior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mary Conover was approximately 80, 85 years old when I met her. She was the first official grandmother of CrossFit. And there are videos of Mary Conover doing the famous CrossFit workout Fran, the PVC pipe, while I'm using a barbell with 95 pounds, yet we're still putting our heart and soul into it. And I am in awe of Mary because she displays the warrior spirit. So in many respects, the warrior spirit is scalable. We can all engage in the warrior spirit because I keep coming back to this. The warrior spirit really resides in the mind. It has more to do with our thinking than with our acting because our thinking determines our acting. So to act courageously, to serve boldly requires courageous and bold thinking. Everything begins and ends in the temple of our mind. Oh yeah, and, and uh, you know, there's you pick up the paper. I mean, not to say we're you know in dark times and all that, but there's always something happening, and there's somebody that steps up, and they're the unlikely hero, so to speak, and people attach themselves to that. They're like, yeah, that guy's or that girl, I can get behind that person, and I just, I just think it goes back to the simplicity of you know when we're growing up, it, you know, we had the good guy, bad guy, and. You know, everybody likes the good guy. Every, that's the warrior. That's the guy we look for, or the girl we look for to save us. Right, exactly. Yeah, we all long for that identification, and it's within all of us. It's just that in order to begin to identify with that archetype of warrior, we have to think warrior thoughts. <laughs> so if we're thinking cowardly thoughts or thoughts of defeat or thoughts of negativity, the archetype of the warrior is going to be out of our reach. So in order to begin to navigate towards that spirit, which is in us at all times, 
we have to think and we have to bring our speaking into alignment with what we desire to manifest and create in our lives. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, not to, you know, make the world, like I said, being dark and all that. But I mean, just yeah, just yesterday we had we had that shooting like, with the congressional delegation, the Republican to, and the, the Capitol Police. They just all out went warrior mode and neutralized that threat. I mean, it, I, you know, the, the Capitol Police, the, like yesterday, they, they charged towards the danger and, and you know, we're warriors right. that day. Yeah, there's this great quote. I know that you and I are both big fans of King Leonidas, the famous Spartan king and leader. There's this wonderful quote as he's marching his Spartans into battle. He's marching the warriors towards danger where everyone else is going the opposite direction away from danger. And as these populace is fleeing away from danger, passing by the king. They ask the king, where are you going? Do you realize how many enemy there are? And King Leonidas said, a warrior does not ask how many are the enemy. A warrior asks, where is the enemy? I like it. Yeah, the, the, the whole... <laughs> The whole Isn't that awesome? It is, yeah. I mean, it, I'm fired. It gets, it gets. Uh, that sends chills down my spine. I'm ready to go, not fight somebody, but go fight for something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean that that spirit, that idea of allowing. Imagine if if we all had a compass. The the, the tendency of the human compass is to point us away from danger and away from challenge, away from risk. However, what the warrior does is they recalibrate that compass. And for the warrior, they are actually navigating right into the heart of the risk, right into the heart of the danger, into the heart of the challenge. That's the direction that the warrior purposely navigates their entire life. (laughs) It's a brilliant way to live. It's completely counterintuitive because we all have a desire for self-preservation and we think, oh, I'm not going to risk anything. I'm not going to take any chance to preserve my ego. When in fact, the ego is our greatest enemy and the warrior is trying to engage that ego and ultimately overcome it. And the only way to do that is to continue to move the direction of our life towards danger. And for many people, that danger is very real because they're in the warrior profession. But for everybody, that danger is just as real because the danger also exists in our mind, the temptation to think negatively, the temptation to judge ourselves and others. We're warned against this time and time again in the Bible. And it takes the warrior spirit to think positively under all conditions and circumstances of our lives. Indeed. And how, how can you change, how can a warrior change a culture? You know, I, you know sometimes I see on social media, I'm, you know, my profession is photo and video guy. And so, you know, sometimes I see these situations where it's like, I think you should probably be dropping the phone right now and helping out. But that, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm more like, yeah, let's get in and help. Not, uh, not film this, this person's last moments. <laughs> right. Right. So you're asking, how do we engage how do we, yeah, just, I mean, I know some of that stuff is important to document and things, but uh, how do we change the culture of, you know, oh, I got to capture, you know, this on my phone, my smart device and, and, you know, upload it to millions and make it about 
you know, the community, not necessarily the online community. Right. Well, that's a great question. It's going to come down to someone's training, someone's experience, someone's courage. Yet in all those matters of proper response, the response first needs to take place in the mind. So if someone is choosing to video record using their iPhone, someone's dire need of help, think about the quality of that person's thinking. (laughs) That is cowardly thinking. They're making the wrong choice in their mind. So we always have to return to the mind because the mind determines every action that we produce in our lives. So the real question is, how can we as a society begin to develop strength of mind? and resilience of mind, and courage of mind, and heart of mind. And we have to really reprogram the quality of our thinking. Exactly. And, I, you know, it, it goes back, I read a book in college, and it it said that, like, all these bowling alleys were closing, and, and all these, you know, uh, taverns were closing, and there's nowhere to have community anymore. Everybody has to drive or commute, and so it kind of you kind of lose that you know, a community aspect. And I think that really hinders the, the warrior spirit because, you know, you're not developing the next mentors, the next, you know, generation, you, you know, we're kind of, well, I'll tell you what, right now in our country, the greatest factory where warriors are being forged at the announcement of three, two, one, go every day around the world is a CrossFit gym. <laughs> if you want to find warrior training, just look up your local CrossFit gym and, go partake in a class because that is currently the modern martial arts dojo. That is where full mind, body, spirit integration are taking place. That's where warriors are being forged. Yeah. Heck yeah. Or or another tip is just drive to a a business district with warehouses. You'll find at least three CrossFit gyms. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're in parks. They're in office buildings. They're in, old garages they're plentiful in our country and around the world and that is where warriors are being trained and this was what was so enticing about my first workout with coach glassman in 2001 was when i really put my heart and soul into that workout i realized that i had a very real battle on my hands and part of that battle was physical it was the task that glassman asked me to perform part of it was mental because in order to perform the task to the best of my ability would take the willingness of my mind to suffer. (laughs) And again, we come back to what I mentioned earlier as a simple means of self-preservation. We don't want to suffer yet. Suffering is necessary in order to achieve and identify with that warrior archetype. We have to be willing to suffer for the right reasons, for the right cause. And as my good friend, Joshua Mance would say we have to have productive use of our suffering. Yeah, yeah. He uh, just a tease to our Valor podcast fan. We're we're gonna have him on. We are, we already pre-recorded, but we're gonna wait till the book launch to to drop that podcast. That that was a f- amazing interview with yeah. with him. Right now in our country, there's some people that our warrior disciples need to seek out for mentorship. And one of them is Joshua Mance. One of them is Mark Devine. One of them is Dan Brule. These are the warrior leaders in our country right now who have such plentiful knowledge to share. And 
that's one of the qualities of the warrior is a very real hunger to learn and to expand the margins of our experience. Like that's what a warrior does. And in order to do that, we have to seek out the right mentorship. Yeah. And definitely. And here, here's my vision, you know, back in the day, you know, back in the 300 days and all that, you know, the men sat around and they talked and they strategized and all that. You know, I, I can't wait to see that come to our nation uh, with a force again. I, I think we need, like you said, we need more warriors and mentorships. Yes, indeed, brother, indeed. Well, again, in many respects, that community is found in CrossFit gyms. That's part of the quality of the CrossFit gym is not only physical development, but mental, and in many respects, in the right gyms, there's even a spiritual ministry taking place within the context of the workout. It's remarkable. Oh yeah. And, and it's, I mean, I, uh, I, I need to go, I, I need to go check one out and I know some friends that, that are, that are into it and they go to a gym and, and they keep asking me, so I need to go. But, uh, brother, you, yeah, please, please do. And, and let me know your experience. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Heck yeah. I got a, a couple, a couple guys and a, a gal that have been asking me for a while. So I'll, I'll probably just say, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that offer. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's so cool because they're, it, it's part of that warrior thing. They're open, honest. It's like, here's our, here's my personal best I'm working on right now. Here's, you know, what we got to accomplish today. I mean, it's all on that chalkboard or dry erase board. Exactly. And that dry erase board, that chalkboard, that's a metaphor for what we call in the military, the sand table. So that's when warriors gather around and agree on the battle plan, the battle rhythm, the tactics, the strategy, the mission. Like there's so many beautiful correlates between the tradition of the warrior archetype and what happens every day in the CrossFit gym. It's just awesome. Yeah. And kind of to change it up a bit. I, I love that you just talked about that. If you could pick any time in, in history in like warfare history, where, where would you want to be to just be a fly on the wall or even with those men here in the battle plans? Brother, I'm a samurai. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a samurai at heart. So I would, I would love to have received that life experience. And perhaps I did <laughs> because I should do resonate with, with that quality of the warrior spirit, the samurai and the samurai Remember, you had a samurai and you had a ronin. And a samurai was someone who was in service to a lord or to some cause greater than themselves, where the ronin was in service for themselves. They were a rogue. Yet the samurai was always in service of a greater good. And that's the modern-day warrior, is we are in service of a greater good. Heck yeah, I, I I totally I totally could see you with the samurai sword and uh, wrecking house on guys. <laughs> and then, uh, so what what else can we learn from from past generations of of, of warriors? I mean, uh, you know, this nation is fairly young, but yet we've been in a lot of battles. We've had a lot of warriors come before us, and there's uh, you know warriors being developed to defend our country and, and nation. I mean, that that's a that's, you know, it's an ongoing training thing. Well, I think what we can do is look to historical warriors and learn from 
not only their actions, but to try to reverse engineer the action to assess the quality of their thinking. Because if we look at the hierarchy of the way things work, our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions. So the governing ground of any act in our life is the mind. So what we know of historical warriors is what they did. However, what we should also consider is how they were thinking, because that's where we can unify ourselves. If we adopt their same thinking, then the natural progression is we begin to adopt their same actions. So, for example, one of the warriors I love to study, and this may come as a shock, is the life of Jesus Christ. I think he's the perfect warrior. He was a true warrior. He was in service for the greater good of all humanity. And time and time again, what he taught was the power of right thinking. A good Bible verse to contemplate is, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be fulfilled. And in the Bible, righteousness means right thinking. So he's teaching all these people, look, you need to think correctly. You need to abide correctly in your mind, because only then can you ever hope to act correctly in your life. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, with Jesus being a, being. A, I mean, he's like he's like top. I'd put him. I mean, I know he's top one in a lot of people's book in my book, but I, I would put him uh, in the top five of warriors. I mean, he was flipping tables. I mean, that's like door kicking material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the guy was such a warrior, you know, and he's such an inspiration. And and when we when we look at the life of Christ through the perspective of the warrior spirit. It can bring him to life in an entirely new way, a really exciting way, like in a heroic way. He was a hero for all of humanity, and we can learn so much from him in the context of developing the warrior spirit. Heck yeah, and even uh, even feeding people and doing the community thing. I mean, it, he's he's well put together. I, I like that point. That's solid. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And uh, and he's pro- he probably was would get in a pretty good CrossFit workout. I mean, his abs were probably like. Like twelve packs. <laughs> Man, I'm thinking the guy had the guy had at least fifty pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, Carpenter. That's no, that's no slouch back then. <laughs> yeah, he was a strong guy. Yeah, and and so finally, like, what to, what what are some? How can we tie this up? How can we get uh, people, you know, connected? To, you mentioned the CrossFit gyms and, and other things like that, but uh, you know, how can we recognize warriors amongst us? Well. It's not so much recognizing warriors amongst us as it is recognizing the warrior within us. We all have that innately within us. And again, if we look to the Bible as the strategic book for developing the warrior spirit, this is why in the Bible it says, Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And Christ was teaching people to be cautious of looking outside themselves to fulfill the desires of their heart. He taught people to turn their attention inward. And that is where the warrior spirit presides. So rather than looking outside of us, we simply need to reverse the direction of our eyes and learn to look within, because that's where the warrior spirit presides, within each and every one of us. Heck yeah, that that little fire that you're getting, that chill on your spine, that you're like, I got to do something. Yeah, that's the warrior spirit. And then once we begin to identify with that, the next step is to cultivate it. 
and that is cultivated through a variety of ways. Exercise is certainly one. This is where Mark Devine would certainly proclaim the power of a rite of passage, such as Kokoro. This is where a deep dive study into some form of education can benefit. This is where immersion in a CrossFit gym or martial arts studio can take place. Like those are the means to develop a spirit once we identify with it in our heart. Definitely. And so uh, we're just going to you know, tie this up. I, one final question. If you could assemble uh, you know, a, little, uh, a squad of, of, of men or women to, to fight from all eras of generations, uh, who, who would be that on, who would be on that team? I, we got to have like 300 samurai guys, you know, civil war, you know, the, the options, all options are on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so who is on my team to bring about victory in our world? Yeah. Well, the number one person on my team is Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's your he's, he's your uh, point man. He's kicking down the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's he is certainly taking point on every mission that I run. Every op wad that I run is with Christ taking point. Well, I would look to the people in my life now who I hold very close and who I seek out for education, inspiration, my coaches in many respects. So in addition to Jesus Christ, I would turn and I would seek out on my team, Mark Devine. I would seek out Dan Brulee. I would seek out Joshua Mance. I would seek out Rolf Gates, one of my dear friends and yoga teachers. I would turn to the people who are currently in my life, providing me with the mentorship and the training and the forging that I need. And then two additional people that in many respects are on my team, even though they're no longer with me, are my mom and dad. Heck yeah, that sounds like a solid uh, team to, to tackle life and, and uh, conquer the world. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg, how, how can uh, people find you and, and get in contact with you and all that good stuff? Oh, thanks for asking, brother. Well, I would... Direct people to my website, GregoryAmundsen.com is the hub for what I'm up to. And from that website, people can follow me on my new podcast, The Gregory Amundsen Show. My books are available, God in Me. My newest book, Fire Breather Fitness. One of my first books, Your Wife is Not Your Sister. Then there's my CrossFit website. People can find as well, CrossFit Amundsen. Yet all of that is available from GregoryAmundsen.com. And something I'm really excited about as well, I was just talking to Joshua Mance and Robert Barra about this. In August, I'm going to be launching a new ministry project called Faith Works Ministry. So more to follow on that, but this is really going to be an opportunity for people who are believers and who want to bring faith into their CrossFit gym, a means to accomplish that vital mission. Man, true warrior, you're not stopping. You're always moving. I like it. Yeah, that's, that is the warrior spirit. The warrior spirit is embodied in sempre adelante, which means always forward, follow me. I mean, think about even Christ, how he embodied that. He said to his disciples, follow me. 
which means he was leading from the front. <laughs> and that's the modern-day warrior. We've got to constantly be moving the direction of our life forward. Well, Greg, it was an honor and privilege to have you on. I've had I had a blast uh, in this short uh, half hour talking talking warrior speak, and even uh, going into the past with your with uh, you wanting to be a samurai. That was that that was solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me, man. God bless you, bud. This was a real joy to be on the show with you. Yeah, so th- thanks for listening to the Valor Podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook, and you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play or any podcast management app. Visit our webpage at thevalorpodcast.com. That's thevalorpodcast.com. You can find some links to the books and stuff that uh, we find we recommend and some of the guests that have been on. Finally, find your mission. There are many veteran organizations and nonprofits and veterans needing your help. I promise you'll make some great friends. Have a great week. <laughs>